Hey everyone, this is Chris. Just a quick note, in today's episode, the go-live date for the comms release one is said to take place on September 20th, but since we recorded this episode, it has been changed to September 19th. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, we have, uh, you know, we haven't talked about comms in a, you know, in a while because we have, you know, we've been on hiatus for a couple of years. And, you know, I, I think it's good to get this back in the forefront because it is still happening for those of you who are listening. It is still happening and it's happening very soon. So, you know, I think it's important to continue to update staff. I know there's, you know, a monthly call that staff can join, especially in FOA, to learn what's going on, to see some screens. But, you know, just at a very high level view here, I think it's good to talk about where we're at, where we've been, and kind of where we're going to be in the future. So um, we have a couple of guests on who are in the, on the comms project team, and I'll, I'll let them introduce themselves. I know we have Anika Stewart and Julie Goldman. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves, go ahead. Uh, good afternoon. My name is uh, Julie Goldman. I have been assigned to the comms project full-time for the last four years working on the FOA implementation. Good afternoon. My name is Anika Stewart, and I have been assigned as the comms project lead for CFA. I am not currently full-time, but am working on this as well as being an assistant deputy warden at the Hanlon Training Facility. Well, well, thank you guys for for both for being here and and taking some time to, to you know to talk with us about this you know the comms project and in release one and so maybe like Greg said it's been a couple of years you know since we've had uh, the comms folks on to, to talk uh, about what's going on if you could just uh, maybe share with our listeners uh, a little bit of a brief description of comms uh, so they can as a little bit of a refresher. Sure, comms is the corrections offender management system. The system is going to be replacing um, all of our current systems that we're using, Omni, OMS, etc. The system was provided to us by um, ATG, which is our current vendor. They had a base system that we then have taken um, for FOA specifically and been able to modify that so that it fits the purpose for our users. The system will be used to track everything that we do for our offenders moving forward. The release one is a very small release. There'll be a second release. Um, after that second release, FOA will still be using a brief portion of Omni, and that is because CFA will be coming later on board, and so certain portions of Omni will remain in that system. Well, we know, I mean, we talked about this many times on the podcast, but, you know, we know that we're, <laughs> to, to put it, I guess, jokingly, we're moving from basically the Atari to the Xbox One um, when we talk about systems. So, I know there's a lot of benefits. You, you could probably talk about an hour worth of benefits that we're going to be getting out of comms. But can you can you highlight some of the the, the high level benefits that comms offers us? Uh, yeah, one of the benefits of comms is to provide MDOC with a one stop shop that eliminates the need to access multiple applications and avoids the input of duplicate data entry. Also, comms will allow for data and user integration across several areas of MDOC. So I think we've had some some folks on before uh, that have talked to us about comms and, and, and them going through it, but could you run through again which areas of the department are currently already on comms? 
Yeah, so those areas that have already started using it and have been using it for quite some time are the trust area of food service and healthcare, as well as meal tracking. Well, I'm excited, very excited, because I know very, very soon, release one is planned, I know, for FOA. And I know staff have been trained on that now, and there's it, there's a, a bigger, deeper training for release two. But, you know, I, I know release one is happening soon. And could you give us a little bit of information on release one, kind of, you know, how much of comms will be in that release and what um, should field staff expect? Sure. So the main point for um, the initial release one is to allow staff to get a look and feel of how the system operates. Um, it's very different than what we're used to using um, Omni um, so that it gives them the ability to see how the menu structure works, how to set up a case. The main screen that we're talking about that we want for our users to really sink their teeth into and get used to using is called supervision statuses. This is a really a brand new concept for us. There are some similarities to what we currently do in Omni, but conceptually very different on how we use it. But it's extremely important because it informs the system of how that offender should be supervised. And there are various different aspects to that. So a supervision status is really what we're used to, um, our legal orders being similar to. It's your prison, it's your parole, um, it's your probation. But we also have added additional ones for interstate compact parole, interstate compact probation, um, and also for a delayed sentence. So that's the first thing that our users are going to go into the system and update as part of release one. They're going to inform the system how that person is being supervised on what type of supervision they have. After that, there's something called a primary supervision status. And that, again, it just tells, dives a little deeper for um, the system to know what supervision status should the system look at first? What supervision status is the most important? So for the most part in corrections, a prison soup status would always take precedence over any other type of supervision status. The hierarchy would then go to parole um, over probation in almost every circumstance. However, in some circumstances, uh, probation for a, like a drug court situation could take precedent. So these are all screens that stem off of the supervision status. So comms has this um, hierarchy that's called a parent and a child relationship. So supervision status is the parent screen. The rest are all child screens. There's something called a work unit, which is simply just our field offices for FOA. Um, the system wants you to tell it um, where that offender is being supervised. Again, very conceptually different than what we're used to. We're used to offenders be assigned to an agent. An agent is now assigned to that offender and the offender is assigned their own work unit. The other thing that is something that's very new is the terminology of case manager. Because the comm system is gonna be used universally across CFA and FOA, we have the concept of case manager. So for in FOA, a case manager is gonna be your agent. In CFA, it would be your counselors. So the system needs to know who's supervising the case. There's a new concept also called secondary management, which is something that we're excited about because this is, for example, if you have a probation transfer out. So a guy's sentenced in your county, but he lives out of county. And so that out of county agent is supervising the case for you. You can now link yourself as the secondary case manager. 
and that gives you access to that offender and makes it much easier for you to track that case. So I guess let's talk more about this because I know in Omni, there's, you know, it's pretty simple. It's just uh, you put role, there's supervision level, and then maybe EMS. Is that, and it's just you, just, you just select that, right? So what you're saying is it's going to be a little different in comms. You're going to select parole, and then underneath that, you're going to select the supervision level, and then you're going to select any specialty things. Is that is that, I guess, how are the supervision levels going to look in comms? Conceptually, it's the same yet different, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So the system, the base system, ATG, came with this supervision statuses that we have adopted. So, for example, in Omni, if you have somebody who is on parole, they're marked as SA for a substance abuser, they're marked as VO as a violent offender, and they're a sex offender, and they're on maximum supervision, those are all actually broken down. So your parole would be your supervision status, maximum would be your supervision level, and then you would have three different specialties is what what the system refers to them as. So you would have a violent offender specialty, a substance abuser specialty, and a sex offender specialty. And all that does, again, is inform the system of how to supervise that offender. Once you've inputted all that information into the system and you create your schedule, it knows how to tell you what you have to do. Now, I mentioned schedules, but those are not in release one. Um, they're coming in release two, um, but the system will create a schedule for you and it will tell you everything that you need to do for that offender based on the information you input into the system. You know, this actually sounds, to me, this this sounds a lot easier and better than what we currently have because, you know, right now it is somewhat confusing when, you know, uh, there's no, I guess what you call them qualifiers, right? If you're on EMS or SCRAM or something of that nature, it just, you know, it's, it's kind of broad. And I think this will be much clearer to somebody who, you know, if you're getting a case that's not mine from somebody else who has left or something to really understand the case rather than having to dig into it to figure out what, what that supervision level means. So to me, this this sounds a lot easier. Let's talk about the release one, which is happening soon. And I, you know, I, I'm talking a lot about FOA um, because I know we are going to be a large portion of this and it's very interesting to me to learn this. But so in release one, is there any, I guess, non-FOA people or is it touching the parole board area? Um, actually, for, for release one, CFA is going to be um, using the supervision status screens as well. Uh, we also have some new screens in comms, such as the citizenship and death screens that we'll also be using. So are there going to be any non-FOA or pro board areas of the department um, that are going to have tasks that they need to you know, get done or at least be aware of um, on day one when release one goes out? For release one, the pro board doesn't have any screens that they're going to be utilizing. So they are not, they haven't gone through any kind of training. Um, CFA and FOA have gone through training to look at the different screens and what information they'll need to input. Uh, FOA has more input than CFA does. But again, it, it mostly centers around uh, the supervision status screen. There's a citizenship screen, like Anika mentioned. Um, there's a death screen that we can utilize, so that's that's new to us. Um, we've never had an area where we actually recorded that information, the cause of death. It has a place where you can upload the offenders, either an autopsy for CFA, which they always get, or a death certificate, which we have. There's a documents section in comms that is super exciting for us. You can upload pretty much anything into the system. Obviously, that's pertinent to the offender. It can be linked to the offender 
in general, or it can be linked to specific dockets for that offender. So right now, for example, if you are a probation agent and you don't hold the original file, you don't have um, the probation order or the judgment of sentence because they're in they're a piece of paper right now. All of that information will get uploaded into the system. So a viewer who's not actually supervising that, who wanted who has a need to be able to see those sorts of documents, will be able to go into the system and view those documents. What about physical file tracking? How does that work uh, within comms? So physical file tracking is something that is used exclusively by Wayne County because of the volume of um, movement of their files um, from office to office. Um, warrant cases go to um, spend their life in a holding cell, if you would say, at one of the field offices in Detroit. Um, so we recreated that for them. It's not something that the rest of the state utilizes, but it's a it's very user-friendly screen. Again, it has that parent-child relationship. So the parent starts with um, where the file is currently located, and then all the child screens will show you where that file moves as it goes from office to office. Um, and it's pretty easy to, to view the screen and see where that file is currently located. Okay, so let's 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 move forward and just go to the future a little bit. Let's say it's it's day one now of release one. What do I need to know to make sure that I have everything that I need to do my job on day one, make sure I'm doing the right thing and not missing anything? So we've worked extensively with the um, security unit to ensure that all users have the accurate profile. Um, to access the screens that they're going to need. Um, we have profiles that are set up for release one, as well as for release two, um, that have gone through extensive testing to ensure that staff on day one will have access to the, the screens that, that they need. They have been given a profile during training and have been able to access those screens in the training application. Everyone who's been through training so far still has access to that training application and can go through the training application, utilize the different screens to continue to get themselves familiar with that. One of the things that is um, interesting about comms that Omni did not have the ability to do is that a, a user can have multiple profiles. They can be layered on top of each other. So in Omni, we had to, if you had somebody who had to have a special kind of additional profile. For example, we have supervisors for FOA who work in central office. They need a regular supervisor profile like the field staff have, but they also need something layered on top of that for access for what their staff here in central office utilize. So we don't have to create a whole separate profile specifically for that one person. We can layer profiles on top of each other. But staff will be given have been given a training manual. Um, one of the things STEM offers, um, which is really helpful is the help screens. Every single screen has a help file that you can click on and it will walk you through step by step on how to utilize that screen. So you, you can't touch on it, but I, it sounds like there was quite a bit of training that was uh, involved in this because obviously this is a big change and so staff are probably having to go through training and some refreshers already to understand how, how to work this. Sure. So FOA is finishing up this week on Wednesday training all 1,600 plus of our users for release one. Release one like is is a small release, so the training only consisted of four hours. Looking forward to the future for release two, we are planning on doing our training in person 
um, because we just don't think that it's possible to do the amount of, of training that we're going to be doing. Um, we're estimating for FOA four full days for training, 1,700 people in about eight to 10 weeks. That seems like a pretty easy task. I'm sure you guys are up Absolutely to no problem. <laughs> I'm sure Chris can help you do some of that stuff. He's got time. Well, let's talk about this. Let's, I want to go back to your previous answer, I guess. So if, you know, staff should have what they need to do this. They, they've been trained. They have user guides. They can, um, you know, mess around and, and get to know the system and the training environment. But who would, who would I contact if, because if, I, I know this is going to happen to me. I, Chris, and Chris, don't make fun of me right now. I know you're going to, but this will happen to me. I guarantee on day one, I won't have something or I won't be able to figure it out. Who do I contact if that's the case? So if it's an issue with not knowing how to use the system after we go live on September 20th, um, that is going to be handled through the ticketing system that actually exists in comms. We are okay. going to schedule refreshers, um, have teams calls that are up and running probably for the first um, month after release one and who knows how long after release two where users can just kind of hop on and talk to somebody. Um, but comms has its own ticketing system that you can go in and put in whatever your issue is. It gets sent through ADSS, the project team, initially, they determine whether or not it's um, something that the, the business team needs to handle. So answer the question of just kind of walking through some someone through a screen and, you know, they got lost doing something. Or if it's some sort of technical issue, um, if it's a technical issue, then that gets sent um, to ATG to fix. That's, that's, for me, I think one of the huge benefits that the system has is that when we have a problem, when we need a fix, when we need an update, we go to our vendor and not to DTMB. ATG manages all of the changes, all of the updates, and their ability to to give you a turnaround fix is pretty awesome. Like as an example, today in one of the training sessions, we had people who were getting an error message. They're fixing it at five o'clock today. Yeah, no, that's that's helpful. I know ATG has. It's worked with us, you know, over a couple of years now uh, and have worked very, very well with us. So let's say I need, how do I, if I need to do some a makeup training or I, I need to reschedule that, who do I, who do I get in contact with to schedule the training for this? So Jackie Austin Underwood from the training division has been in charge of all of the training. She set them all up. She handles everybody. Her email address is austinj7 at michigan.gov. Great. And, and if staff do have uh, additional questions about comms, uh, where could they find that information from? Where would they go? Uh, the comms project page has questions and answer logs that they can um, use to resolve several of the questions. There's also a link to the comms project page, or there will be an email that goes out with this podcast. Or staff can contact the project team via email at mdoc-commsproject at michigan.gov. Well, this is a good, and Bree, I hope you knew that you had to put that out with the podcast. I hope you know that. But uh, no, this is good information. I, you know, I know Chris learned a lot today. I, I hope he attends the training and can navigate comms when it comes out. It, it is helpful though. You know, Julie and Anika, we can't, uh, we can't thank you enough for, I, I know the amount of work that you guys have put into this project and it is a lot. Um, Julie full-time, you know, Anika says not full-time, but we all know uh, it's a lot of work. And the end game to this is going to be to me, phenomenal. It's going to be, we're going to modernize ourselves. We're going to have a system that will do so much more for us, you know, not to mention all the things we didn't talk about today, like an app and all these other fun things that, that will come along with the with this new system. So thank you so much for coming on 
field days today and kind of just bringing us up to speed because we haven't talked with you guys in so long. Just bringing us up to speed on where we are and what staff can look forward to in the near future and then a little bit out, a little farther out into the future. So thank you guys so much. We really do appreciate it. Well, Chris, you know, comms is a huge undertaking. And I know, um, you know, it's been going on for, you know, I think a few years at this point. So, um, you know, it, I, I appreciate Julie and Anika coming on and talking about where it's at right now. And I, I hope that helps staff, you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety around comms and, you know, it's it's a giant rollout of a new system. And so hopefully that's helpful to staff so they understand where it's at, what the plan is for the future and kind of uh, just some information around it. So I, I hope you uh, learn a little bit about comms today too, Chris. I'm sure you'll be using it. Absolutely. Yeah. I know everybody's really interested in it. And I, actually, when we've gone back and we've looked at some of the more popular episodes of the podcast, the comms episodes have been actually some of the more listened to ones, because I think people are really interested in learning what's next after Omni and OMS and all the uh, you know, gate, you know legacy systems that they've all uh, used in some fashion, uh, having this brand new system that's going to combine all those into one and have uh, you know all the bells and whistles and be able to do things and make it easier, make their lives better and uh, workflow faster. I think people are re- really interested in seeing that and, and are excited to have it finally roll out. So yeah, uh, I think the more, the more that we can do to, to share with people what's going on, and I think the, the next phase of this, I think is going to be even more impactful for, for FOA and and some of those areas and so uh, and then we'll just continue to roll it out more and more across the department over the next few years yeah i i agree and you know it is you know it's it's getting to be uh the fall season chris and you know what that means right it means kids go back to school it means uh pumpkin spice lattes are coming out soon and what else comes out in the fall chris college football oh football yeah i mean of course right 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 um but isn't there a, a the charitable? SEC, right? oh, no, we're yeah. Big Ten. We're, we're, we're B1G, but, but we also care about the SEC C, right? Yeah, there you go. Good. Hey, well done, sir. Good, good, good pun on, play on words there. Good job. Well, that was Kamara who told us to, you know, told me to leave the dad jokes behind. But you look, look at that, Kamara. Like, it worked out well that time. Uh, but yes, the, the state employees charitable campaign uh, kicks off officially uh, this week. And so you're going to see emails uh, go out. You probably have already seen some emails reminding uh, all of us about the SECC uh, and what you can do. So I encourage everyone to get into that, sign up uh, and, you know, put your money uh, to where it can be the most help. And the cool thing is you get to, you know, pick where you would like to see your donations go. And there's a lot of really great organizations that uh, could do a lot of good with that, with those funds. So I think in the next episode, we're going to be hopefully talking with some folks who are involved in that and be able to tell us more about uh, SECC and and all the things that you can do. So tune in next week and you'll be able to hear uh, more about that because I'm sure you're ready to sign up, right, Greg? That's right. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. <clears throat> yeah, thanks to everybody who, who tuned in today and listened, who learned about comms. And uh, stay tuned next week to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays.